0: It is not good for man to be alone. No matter if we're single or divorced or married, none of us is called the isolation or loneliness. We're made for relationships, to be in relationship with God and to be in relationship with each other. God always calls his people together to be a family. The number one biblical image of God's relationship with his people is marriage. The Bible begins with marriage, the wedding of Adam and Eve, and the Bible in the book of Revelation ends with marriage, the wedding feast of the Lamb, where Christ, the new Adam, weds his bride, the church. So the book ends of the Bible are about marriage, and the story of the Bible is a love story about how God wants to wed his people. Our wedding with God begins in baptism. When a baby's baptized, their original sin is washed away and they are united to God, wed to God. And as a symbol of that, we clothe them with a wedding garment, a little white garment. It's no accident then when we make our first Holy Communion that we dress up like it's a wedding. The girls wear little white dresses, the boys wear suits, And it's here in the Eucharist that we are wed to God. We renew our baptismal covenant every time we receive Holy Communion. Jesus then elevated marriage to be a sacrament. This means that the very divine life of God is communicated through the sacrament of marriage. Jesus is really present in the sacrament of marriage in a real way. A couple years ago, I attended a marriage conference in Italy, and this Italian priest shared that he said, You know, some people, when they come to Mass and see the Eucharist, they just see bread and wine. He said, I see the real presence of Jesus. The Lord is truly there. He said, When some people see a married couple, they see just a married couple. He said, I see the real presence of Jesus. Jesus is really present in a sacramental marriage. I've gotten to know an Anglican priest named Tori Bacham who converted to the Catholic faith last summer. He shared with me that one day he was out jogging and God spoke to him clearly saying, "Tori, I'm loving you through your wife. In marriage, you are to experience the love of Jesus through your spouse. Christ is truly there. Now, we surround anything that is sacred and holy with boundaries and laws to protect it. Marriage is so sacred that the church has marriage laws, not to make life difficult, but because we value marriage so much. One of the most basic marriage laws of the church is that a Catholic must be married in the church by a priest or deacon and in the presence of two witnesses. Now, it's possible if a Catholic wishes to marry a non-Catholic, that they get a dispensation to get married in the non-Catholic church. But we can't get married on a beach or a mountaintop. Why? Because marriage is meant to be an expression of faith. We want to build our marriage on the foundation of Christ. If for some reason you weren't married in the church, we're here to help. In many cases, the process of having your marriage validated in the church is not complicated. Being in a valid marriage is so important to be able to fully participate in the sacramental life of the church. Now, this gospel this Sunday about divorce and marriage is challenging. But remember, Jesus has elevated marriage to a sacrament. This means a married couple is meant to be an outward sign of God's love for his people. And God's love for us is permanent. God's love is everlasting God's love is never capricious or whimsical or fickle. And so a married couple is meant to image that everlasting love. And so marriage is what we call indissoluble, meaning everlasting until death do you part. Now the reality is, due to our fallen nature, life is sometimes complicated and messy. And some, through no fault of their own, find themselves divorced. I've experienced firsthand the pains of seeing a family member go through a divorce and how divorce affects the entire family. There's a ripple effect. But the good news is healing is possible. Jesus meets us in the midst of our woundedness and wants to bring new hope. Anyone who is divorced has the right to have the church examine their marriage for grounds of nullity. The annulment process is meant to bring healing enclosure. This weekend, I want to extend an invitation to any parishioners in need of annulment to meet with one of the priests or deacons. You know, we naturally put off things we really don't want to do, but encourage anyone who's in need of an annulment just to take that first step to meet with us. An annulment is a declaration by the church that something essential to a valid marriage was never present. The annulment process is not about placing blame. In fact, any an annulment implies no moral judgment one way or another on either of the parties of marriage. Likewise, an annulment does not affect the status of children who were conceived in good faith. This is such a common misunderstanding today. People think that if I get an annulment, this means my children will be declared illegitimate. That's not true. The children were had in good faith and it doesn't mean anything about the children. Now this is very important since we have pulled the scripture that marriage is a lifelong commitment even if a person has a civil divorce and they're separated from their spouse they're still bound by their marriage vows until an annulment is granted. This means if a divorced person wants to begin dating Or discerning a new marriage, he or she must first go through the annulment process. Finally, if you're divorced and remarried outside of the church, we're happy to meet with you to investigate the possibility of reconciling your situation with the church so that you can return to full participation in the sacraments. God is merciful. This weekend, let's pray for those wounded by divorce for those who are going through the annulment process, and for all married couples, that they might truly be visible signs to our world of God's love for us.